0: 60, 70% of these highlights I'm seeing of Jalen Rager are kick and punt returns, which, okay, good. Uh, if he's a good special teams guy, that's great. He does look like he's a smart runner. He's very aware on the field. But with someone who's being picked in the first round, I want to see what he brings to the line of scrimmage. Now, what I did see of him, the little bit that I did see, whenever he lined up on the outside, he's going deep. He, he's got good speed. It seems like almost every time, he was going deep, he could get by the corner, mm-hmm. make space for himself, and be a good threat. Uh, he does look like he's pretty good at getting 50-50 balls, even though he's only like, what, 5'8"? But that's, that's against college competition. Um, but uh, whenever he lined up in the slot, it just seemed like he couldn't quite shake whoever was on him. It, it just didn't seem like he could ever, within the, in the slot, running routes, he could quite. he never seemed like he could quite create time and space for himself in college so I'm concerned about how he might fit in this offense but it looks like he could be a good deep threat but I mean that's just what I've seen from him and I haven't really seen a whole lot from him.
1: Can I just just run through the process of my exact reaction for when we uh, drafted? Go ahead
2: because I still got to get my thoughts Um,
1: together without me throwing out explicities. So, you know, the uh it was it was going pretty well with, you know, thinking that we were going to get a guy until about the 12th pick, you start getting nervous cuz the uh the Raiders take Rugs off the board. And so you're like, "Okay, you know, Rugs was we knew it would be we we'd probably have to trade up to get Rugs." And then so a couple picks later, you start getting real nervous. Uh you have the teams above uh, ahead of us are Falcons, Cowboys, Dolphins, Raiders, and Jags. At that point, that's when you start getting real nervous because you're like – like the guy that we really wanted was C.D. Lamb, and I know Max was uh, talking about him a few shows ago and how he was uh, impressed with what he looked at. And then I checked out his um his highlights, and I was impressed with them too. And then a site that really makes everyone's blood boil is that – you're looking at those teams, you're like, I don't think anyone's really going to – no one really needs a wide receiver. The teams that are ahead of us, those two, those teams that I named. And then you see Jerry Jones over there smiling and more giddy than usual. Yeah. Sitting in this set. quarter of
2: a billion dollar yacht.
1: And then all of a sudden you're like, no, no, he's not going to do it. He's, he's not going to do it to us. And mm-hmm. then sure enough, he, they, the Cowboys draft a uh, CD lamb. And then you're like, okay, I guess Justin Jefferson. It is to our surprise We don't get Justin Jefferson, but we get Rager, okay? Mm -hmm. And as soon as we draft Rager, I'm expecting, obviously expecting Justin Jefferson, and I hear the first letter J, and I'm like, okay, Justin Jefferson. Then he finishes Jalen Rager. I'm like, who's this guy? Who's Jalen Rager? What? (sighs) And I'm sure that was mostly everyone's um, response. But, of course, we got to give everyone a chance. And I did look at the – you know, the highlights, obviously you can't look too much into the highlights because they can make anyone seem like they're a potential Hall of Famer that you draft. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously last year we saw that with Andre Dillard there, but this guy's going to be amazing. And we we see how that's turned out so far. But I see uh, the positives. He's very athletic. He's fast, shifty. Uh, like um, Chris mentioned how getting up there to get the passes – uh, even though he's, you know, he's not tall, he he still gets up there, but something that, uh, us as Philly fans are definitely, we don't like considering who we had catching the ball and dropping it last season was Nelson Aguilar mm-hmm. and a uh, rigor is known for drops. Um, he, you know, he, he's known for drops. That's the biggest thing on his negatives and he struggles to work through contact um, and he did have a drop off in production, um, last season, but that you can blame that on quarterback play.
2: Oh boy. Oh boy.
1: I am, I'm livid. I'm live.
2: I'm livid for a couple of reasons because first off, like you said, we had a chance to draft one of the top three wide receivers in this, in this draft. And Unfortunately, we couldn't do it because for some reason, Howie Roseman didn't want to trade up ahead of the Cowboys and draft CeeDee Lamb. Prolific receiver. We all talked about him throughout the weeks. We all love his game. And trust me, we would have been delighted, absolutely delighted to have CeeDee Lamb as a Philadelphia Eagle. But unfortunately, due to Howie Roseman's incompetence, we settled for Jalen Rager. Now, I don't have a problem with his game. Yes, I like the pick. But at the same time, we reached for him. He had a, he had a day too great on him. He was going to be drafted in the second round. And then to make matters worse, like right after we drafted uh, Jalen Rager, the Vikings drafted Justin Jefferson. Now, if I were the GM, I would have fleeced the crap out of the Vikings again and got another draft pick. Reason being, even if I couldn't trade up get CD Lamb, I'd have been like, all right, listen, hey, Vikings, y'all want Justin Jefferson? I'm about to draft him. What y'all finna do? Fleece the crap out of them. If they want him that bad, guess what? A team will be desperate enough. Desperate enough. Desperate.
1: Honestly, T, I, I don't know if the Vikings really wanted Justin Jefferson. I think they were expecting us to get justin jefferson and he fell in their lap um that's what i think
2: mm-hmm. uh, it. okay that okay um sure 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 um uh, yeah sure you can you can say that absolutely but at the same time i still feel as though you could have kind of fleeced them still into something and then on but top of that, you still could have traded back, period. Because once again, Jalen Rager was wasn't going to be drafted in the first round; he was going to be
3: drafted in the second round. Everybody here is making really good points. Hard to argue.
1: Not to say the Vikings don't need uh, another receiver after they gave you know Diggs goose to the Bills. Uh, the Vikings definitely do need that guy receiving, so that that is a better fit uh, for them than whoever they would have got if we got something.
3: I was really uh, ready for the Eagles to take Justin Jefferson. And me personally, I I didn't want Justin Jefferson. uh, Mm -hmm. And and the reason is because he's a slot receiver. Correct. So um, I knew he was a good player. You know why I'm a big college football guy. You guys know that. And so I've seen him throughout the whole season at LSU, watching him win a national championship. But I didn't think at that point he was a good fit for us. And uh, the more I watched these drafts each year, the more I just – know that how rose was unpredictable a lot of people were saying jalen rager was f- like flying up the draft boards and you know i picked 21 probably a little high like that's just off the bat you know probably a little high for jalen rager mm-hmm. he would have been gone maybe end of the first at best in my opinion and uh if we really wanted him that bit i'm sure we probably could have traded up in the second round to grab him i'm against trading up for Ceedee lamb one because um i didn't really want to give up that second round pick Um, And we'll get to that shortly because that's another crazy pick. But uh, I didn't want to give up that second round pick because I know how valuable it was. And I also knew this team had multiple holes that it needed to fill for the upcoming season. And I figured, okay, maybe we we take, you know, Kenneth Murray. That's kind of who I had on my board. Maybe even Xavier McKinney, the safety, uh, because, you know, you guys know I'm not sold on Jalen Mills for a full 16 games at safety. I agree with you. So I, I was thinking, okay, maybe Xavier McKinney in the second round, especially because. He fell to the second round, uh, and he didn't even go in the first. But uh, going with Jalen Rager, uh, I think if we did this show on Thursday night after uh, round one, we would all be sitting here freaking out uh, about how mad we That's are. And how I would be one of those people. But the fact that we had two days to digest this pick, um, I, I I start I'm starting to like it more and more. I think this guy is a playmaker. You know, he's not a guy you just plug in and okay, he's a solid, he's a solid guy. He'll give you some good production. We need the guys on this team. That are playmakers and can win games with, I'd say, one or two big time plays um, that you just don't expect. You know, talk about yeah. Tyreek Hill, how great his speed is. I'm not saying this guy has that speed. I think nobody does. Has ty- no one? No one has Tyreek Hill speed. Tyreek. Absolutely not. Absolutely but this not. Guy can be one of those playmakers that you know we, we bring out of the backfield, uh, run run those bubble screens for, or he can just take the top off. With these, uh, with these deep passes, and I think this guy's got a good skill set. Remains to be seen um, what his drop situation are. No, Tanner, you mentioned that. He did struggle with drops, um, which is not something we would like to hear, especially uh, having to deal with Nelson Aguilar for the past few seasons. But, again, uh, that's just a work in progress. Once he gets along with Wentz and uh, gets brought into the system, I'm sure everything will get worked out. And, listen, he's going to have every opportunity to succeed because – Honestly, he's probably our number one receiver as we speak. I'll put him ahead of Alshon Jeffrey, and I'm even going to put him ahead of Deshaun Jackson at this point because one, we know Alshon Jeffrey might not even be ready for Week One because of that uh, that surgery he underwent in the offseason. season, and Deshaun Jackson can you really count on him for a full sixteen? No, probably you can't. can't.
2: No, you so, can't. I do,
3: I do, uh, I do see why how he made this pick, and uh, I know as two days now have gone by since the pick, I think all of our opinions. Maybe we our, our tension have uh, tensions have decreased a little bit. Um, so I think again, this this was a solid pick, uh with thinking long term about it. I do think me drafting, I probably would've went defense here. Um, but there wasn't a guy on this board that I that just jumped out to me where I was like, Okay, we need to get this guy. You know, the the guy would have been C D Lamb. If C D Lamb fell at twenty one, uh, I would have been like, Oh, we had to jump all over him, you know. But again, yeah. I always go back to the thing where these guys know more than we do. Um, and, you know, it's, it's pretty crazy because we're going to move on to our second pick here. And that, that's Jalen Hurts. Once, once I say the fact that these guys know more than we do, and then, and then I say, oh, we got Jalen
1: Hurts.
2: This is some bullshit.
1: Now, uh, Max, before you go too far into this Hurts thing, I still have a few things to touch on. Uh, Rager, and you said right. uh, you compared his speed. Uh, you said no one can compare to Tyreek Hill. And I did see this stat where the highest uh, reached game speed, Tyreek Hill, was uh, 22.64. And Jalen Rager was 22.60 miles per hour. Yeah, So that's also something. And what you were saying about uh, rather picking a defensive player after, it it does make sense because after you miss out on the top receivers, you don't really want to reach for a receiver that you can get in the second round. You want to get a player that's at the top of their position. And we did have a shot Mm -hmm. to do that, but we decided to draft Jalen Rager. Mm -hmm. And I also, for Rager, I have, um, because he did drop off in production, and I have his stats right here. In 2018, uh, he played 13 games. He had 72 receptions, 1,061 receiving yards, uh, 13 carries for 170 rushing yards, 11 total touchdowns. Mm -hmm. But in 2019, he played 12 games. He had 43 receptions. 611 receiving yards, 14 carries for 89 rushing yards, five total touchdowns. So he did. I guess you could. Uh, a lot of people are blaming it on quarterback um, play. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give him that benefit of the doubt.
3: The counter argument to that is the Big 12, uh, the Cole Conference uh, doesn't play any defense. You know, every game's a shootout there. I think we all know yeah. Oklahoma scoring like 60 points a game with Hertz as a quarterback there. Even TCU, who actually had a decent amount of draft picks going this draft. I know they weren't great team all season long but they did have a, uh, a bunch of picks go um, as far as far as to wrap up on Rager here I'm, I'm going to give my last point and you guys could uh, chime in if you have anything else to say about him but th- this guy uh, when I first saw the name I thought he was like a gadget player you know somebody that you can bring out of the backfield this line him up uh, double double formation you know one maybe him next to Wentz and, and also have Sanders there and kind of run him and weave him out of the backfield on one of those wheel routes for example Something like that. The more I, the more I look at look at him, and uh, people will point to his production last season and how how you know small it was. You know, six hundred eleven receiving yards for the number twenty one overall pick in the draft is almost laughable. You know, and I can agree with that too. Uh, but again, the, the quarterback play was a factor there. Um, and before doing more research on that, I didn't really know. I didn't pretty much. I didn't make it a factor because you know every D one quarterback is talented, especially when you're playing in a Power Five conference. Then you go to look actually look at the stats. You say, okay, you can understand why people would make that argument, but again, I, I, the the fact that we've had two days to think about this pick, and also needing speed and needing a wide receiver, two big time needs that you know we filled in, in one pick, uh, definitely will benefit us for the upcoming season.
2: Uh, all right, boys, are we ready to talk about this next pick? Uh, sure. Just rip so. the
1: Band-Aid off, too.
2: jeez. Uh, I, Boy. I'm, I'm befuddled. I'm confused. Who's the pick? I'm taken aback. I'm shocked. You
0: almost sound hurt. I, uh,
2: uh-huh. I'm like, I'm, I'm just. What? I don't know what the heck is going on. I don't know what the heck they were thinking with this draft pick. How in the hell do you draft a damn quarterback in the second freaking round? I'm sorry. Please make some sense out of this for me. Please, fellas, please tell me I'm crazy. Please tell me I'm the crazy one. And you guys, like you guys tell me all the time, hey, T, I understand you're the football guy, but you're going crazy with this. Please tell me I'm going crazy. Please tell me I'm not the only one who thinks about this. I
3: just T, want to add one T thing. oh, oh sorry, Max. Uh, I just think that as Philadelphia fans in the city, if we heard these picks go in real time and everybody was at the draft, we would just hear all the boos. And to make matters worse, yeah, people would have booed Rager because they wanted Jefferson. That's just how Philly fans are. But then to add Hertz, a quarterback in the second round, that would have made that would have been icing on the cake. That, that, that to just make matters worse and and people fans even more angry. Go go Rager, a guy they have probably never heard of, and then go Jalen Hurts, a quarterback who we probably did, or I mean I know we all probably didn't think we needed him. Obviously, Howie and Doug have something else up their sleeve. But uh, what? Chris, guys, that's just my, that's just my See, opening.
0: Max, th- this draft pick straight up tells me that they are not confident in Carson Wentz staying healthy for a whole season.
3: Yeah, it's definitely – That's exactly
0: what this pick tells me. Because you don't pick a guy who's going to be riding – you intend to have ride bench the whole time in the second round.
3: Here's my point I want to make real quick. If Wentz doesn't get hurt against Seattle and if we actually win that game – because you got to remember, Wentz started a full 16 games last year. If Wentz doesn't have that freak injury – if he beats Seattle, even if he loses to Seattle, are we making this pick here in the second round? I'm probably say-
2: not. Probably oh. not.
3: So that's just that's something you gotta think about, man. It's, it's we, would some- been, yeah.
2: we would have some- probably drafted Jake Fromm from in the fourth or fifth round.
3: There you go. Some freaking man, and, and this is this is what you know, it has it has future uh, repercussions for it, you know. Um if if Wentz doesn't get hurt, you know, down the line here, look at that one play influences. Howie's decision to take hurts, in my opinion.
1: Now, me and Max were talking back and forth um, when this happened, and you know we noticed J.K. Dobbins was still on the board. And Max, I, Max was saying that he wanted the Eagles drafting him. I was like, no way, he's still going to be there. Uh, there's teams like you know the you Buccaneers and yeah. um, teams like that that definitely need a running back, mm-hmm. and he would make sense for it. But then our pick comes up, and we and. And as Max said, J.K. Dobbins is right there for us. He's, he's in our lap. He's
3: in the fell that far. You
1: know, wait, waiting for us. And then we draft a quarterback, also named, I guess we have something for Jalen's. Um, mm. And at, at overall 53rd pick, obviously you knew Jalen Hurts uh, was going to get picked in this round. But I wasn't sure that he was going to go to the Eagles. And like, like you guys said, does this what's this do for Carson Wentz? Uh, does this put more pressure on him, and does he benefit from this? That uh, the the organization drafts a quarterback in the second round, and a quarterback well known who was almost uh, a Heisman winner. He was he came in second. Now Joe Burrow did win by a landslide, um, but Jalen Hurts received uh, the second most votes.
3: Yeah, his his career Oklahoma. Uh, Than the season that he was there. I mean, it was it was great. You you can argue with the stats. He
1: had nine thousand four hundred seventy-seven yards, eighty touchdowns, and this is his career, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, he's replaced in Alabama by Tua, and he goes to Oklahoma and has the kind of season that he has.
3: It's just amazing. Question uh, about is this beneficial for Wentz? I mean, I don't think I don't think hell no beneficial for him. Hell
2: no, no, it ain't beneficial why would you listen i'm sorry i'm sorry because it still frustrates me so i called my uncle shout out to uncle g i called him last night when the draft pick went down because i'm trying i'm i was still in shock i'm still trying to make sense of this so if i have questions about something i'm going to call him up that's usually my that's my leaning pole when it comes to the game of football. Even he didn't he didn't have an answer. I got nothing. I'm frustrated at this point. There were so many other options on the board. Shoot, you could have went double at wide receiver like Tanner suggested.
1: Hey, I thought, you know, I thought what would make sense is um three straight wide receivers. You know, one of them's gotta hit, right? <laughs> one of them's gotta be good enough. Um and I definitely thought that's what Howie was gonna do. But drafting a player like Hertz gives you more options. Um as I believe Booger was saying this when we drafted uh, Hertz. I was thinking the same thing, but Booger went and said it. You know what's
2: uh, you know what's funny? Booger says a lot of things that's interesting and like raises my eyebrow. But that was the one time where he went against everybody. Like he completely went yeah. against the grain. He was the it's, only one that was like, "Yeah, that doesn't make any sense." <laughs> you
1: know, we could use him as you know what the the kind of situation they have in New Orleans with um with Hill uh, playing many different positions, um, and Hertz was asked during the uh, combine to, you know, play another position besides quarterback. And he declined to do that and wanted to show everyone that he could play quarterback. So how does it feel for him, a player like him knowing he's going to a team where he's not going to be the starting quarterback?
2: What's he here for? (laughs) Honestly, if I were, if I would
1: honestly be thinking that, what am I here for? (laughs) Do you you think that he thinks he can compete for this starting job?
3: I think he can compete for the starting I think he should. Every competitor knows. Like every competitor inside you has to think, I'm here to be a quarterback. I'm here to be a starter. If you settle and say, Oh, I'm just here to have fun and, you know, ride the pine behind Wentz the whole season, that's not your mentality. If I'm him, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna beat Wentz for this starting job. And on top of that, I'm gonna stay healthy the whole season. But it's just it it does raise a question just because of the contract we paid Wentz. That's what I look at. If Wentz was on his last year of his deal here, and you're thinking, okay, all right, he can't stay healthy. It's not his fault half the time. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's not. We know that over the past few seasons. But the fact that we gave him 107 million guaranteed, um, that's that's one thing where I look at and I'm like, wow, okay, this this is an interesting pick. Now, listening to Doug Peterson's comments after we drafted him, he said, "Yeah, Tanner, what you pointed out, Taysom Hill type of player. Um, He's got a great speed." Uh, can roll out of the pocket they have a bunch of plays they could uh, you know use for him roll roll him out he's good he's a great thrower on the run and we've seen that in college but I don't know I I think listen if Wentz continues to get hurt uh, not again sometimes it's just just the the way it goes I mean if he gets hurt again this season I mean geez I know even if it's not his fault I mean it's like come on this is gonna be what three years in a row now for four years, I don't know, however many years it's been where he gets hurt. Max, that's... If it is, I mean, that's a problem. And Hurts, listen, Hurts, you can make an argument, is better than Jordan Love, who went in the first round. I could definitely make that argument.
2: You get no argument for me on that one, but yeah. I can also make the argument with the fact that I understand what you're saying, Max, that, yes, Carson Wentz supposedly has an injury history, which his rookie season, he didn't get hurt. He played all 16 games, and this past season he played all 16 games. So I don't know exactly where this injury history thing is coming from. I mean, shoot, Donovan McNabb had an injury history, but even still, that's not brought up in history. But let me go back to my point. Let me go back to my point, okay? You just paid Carson Wentz $100 million guaranteed 10 months ago.
1: Now, T, T, this is what I think's happened. This this does go against uh, everything I believe in. I'm still on the Wentz wagon, although I, I do tease T a lot for uh, being in denial sometimes, which he is. He's in in denial most of our shows. But I do think maybe this is Howie Roseman saying um, or admitting that he may have been too high on Carson Wentz. And now he's trying to fix something before it completely falls apart by drafting a quarterback high in the second round.
2: Then why then why, why give pay, up all those why assets? Pay like why that? pay Carson Wentz all that money? Why did you trade up all those assets, Um, what was it, four or five years ago to draft him?
3: Here, Here's what I'm going to say about Hurts real quick, just to add in here. Uh, I think Jalen Hurts, the one thing I, I like about him, you could say whatever you want about his college and all of his intangibles, his college play, his stats, maybe they're inflated because, you know, Oklahoma and that high-powered offense. One thing I liked about Jalen Hurts, even watching him at Alabama, you know, because uh, – He's he's pl- started a lot of games and he hasn't lost too many of them. But I will say that his mental and physical toughness—I mean, this is a guy who will not be outworked by anybody—and he. Hates you understand to what I'm lose. saying to you? He just—he does. He hates to lose, and he takes it personally when he get, when he takes one of those few losses. And I think his work ethic is far just what Philly tough is about. I think this guy's going to come in here. I think it's going to be a perfect fit. I know it's a weird fit. But I think yeah. that's going to be a perfect fit for the, uh, the just just his attitude, his mindset, what he brings to the table. I'm not uh, I'm not doubting knowledge. I'm not doubting none of that stuff. We want to have. I mean, listen. I'll even add this add the uh, the fact that Justin Herbert. People are saying attitude issues and maybe not a great team leader. There people were iffy about him. I don't and like Justin good.
2: Herbert like that. To be honest with you, I think he has a a lot of um, accuracy issues. But that's just me personally. Yeah. And he Jake went from
1: sliding down to the fifth round also is surprising.
3: Jacob Eason, another pick. Mm, that was I don't surprising. know. I, I, I thought it was weird at first, and my jaw dropped just like the rest of Philly when this pick went through. But, again, like I mentioned earlier in the show, having two days, or I guess having that one day to think about the pick. you can. There's so many different opinions, and, again, it's going to keep it's gonna just keep our show uh, even more entertaining, being able to give our opinions on this for weeks to come. Uh, but again, there's so many different ways you can go with this. Do we, do we have hurts to trade them? Maybe the Patriots say, you know what, I'll give you, we'll, we'll, I'll give you, I don't know, maybe a, a future pick. I'll give you maybe throwing a player that they have that we can use. I don't know. And again, that's what I was thinking on draft night or draft day today. Even do, do we give Hertz away to new England, for example, needing a quarterback still Tanner. You mentioned that they didn't draft. Hey,
1: Julian Edelman's looking to get out of New England, so uh... yeah, there you go. Um, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, <laughs>
2: let's, yeah, let's, let's start another Patriot dynasty by giving them one of the best tight ends in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, sure, let's do that. Yeah. I don't know what this what's happen,
3: but I think this is just going to be fun to watch. Us as Philly sports fans, we love entertainment. We love our teams. Not that and kind can, of entertainment. This is going to be t. This is going to be fun. I'm telling you. What if Hurts? What if Hurts outworks Wentz, and wins the starting job? I don't <laughs> think
1: that's going to happen.
2: No. Well, number one, it it that's not going to happen. And two, you only, just burn a hundred million dollars in cap money.
3: Reason, hey, the only Why it won't yeah. happen because of the money. I know Hurts has some things to work on in the college level. I'm talking. I'm not talking this upcoming season. I'm talking down the road a little bit. Hey. If the Eagles maybe don't make the playoffs, because you got to remember these other teams in division have really nice drafts as well. So if there's some frustration building, if there's injury problems building with Wentz, and that continues, we got Hurts now. We have, and I will add in. This, this let me my last point before I let you guys go. Uh, I will say we have to stop paying ten million dollars to our backup quarterback. Foles was one. Uh, we had Chase Daniel like ten million to back up. We're paying Hurts on a, on a Pe- peanuts contract now, and he's pretty damn good. All
1: right. Um. I, I'd like to say we keep bringing up how much money we've paid Wentz and how that means um, he's going to be the starting quarterback, but we've seen this happen, and Max uh, mentioned this man's name, Nick Foles, quarter, starting quarterback for the Jaguars, gets injured first quarter, first game, and now they trade him away because they're co- they're more confident in their second-string quarterback with Gardner Minshew. And now he's Nick Foles' is a member of the Chicago Bears, but we did see that happen. Where they nice pay a quarterback so much money and he only plays in one quarter, and they give up on him like yeah. that, and
3: he did he did uh, underperform when he came back from injury. Yeah. I will say that.
2: All right, you get no you get no argument from me on that. That is true, but all the meanwhile at the same time, I think we all know Nick Foles is silly. Unfortunately, I mean you guys yeah. gl- you guys glorify the ground that he walks on, Listen, but we say, all know
3: he's agree, silly. You're right. He, he, but he brought us the Super Bowl, so we have yeah. to, we always have to give him our praise. Damn
2: it, stop bringing up the damn Super Bowl already. It's at a pass. Leave it alone. Jeez. I know. I'm, I'm trying really to win good. another one, damn it. You, you can't bring that up to a Carson
3: that, one, getting it. old, too. But we want to look into the future here. Um, and I will say, Jalen Hurts, I don't know. It, 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 it's, it's just fun. It's, it's fun to talk about. It's just, it's a fun to sit here and, and, think you know all the different things that could happen which direction will this team go it's me personally Nicholas i think it's because we have him on the contract the rookie contract but i will say my point in season one we're going to use him like tanner said in the taysom hill role i think he's going to come in there especially to give wentz maybe he won't meant wentz won't have to play as many you know snaps won't have to throw the ball as much uh but i think that's kind of the role he's going to use him in and it's it's shown to be effective you know taysom hill in, in new orleans uh, that's worked out. You have to have the right coaching staff in place, which we do, in my opinion. And this this thing could work with hurts in season one. We don't know what's going to happen in season two, three, four, but we know in season one. I think where they're headed with this uh idea in their head. Uh, another issue I have with this draft pick is
2: I've talked about this with you guys in rounds one through three. I want starters on my team starting from day one. Rounds rounds one through three. That's what I expect. When I draft somebody in those rounds, a starter, immediate starter. He doesn't have to be a flashy starter, but damn it, I want a starter.
1: We added uh, depth to our linebacker with Taylor from Colorado.
2: I like that. I like that pick. I like that pick. He has good closing speed. Got to work on his coverage, though.
1: Let's run through the rest of our picks, um, and we can comment on each one. We get Wallace uh, in round four, Clemson, uh, Driscoll, also round four, Auburn. I like that pick. Hightower, Boise State, another wide receiver. Uh, Bradley from Temple. Um, and then Watkins, round six. He got, uh, we got a prince on our team uh, <laughs> out of Auburn. And uh, was that it, or who else? Who was the last one?
3: The last one we got was uh, Casey Toolhill, who was mm-hmm. a slash outside linebacker. From Stanford.
1: First. And yeah. we did get three wide receivers, T, like I uh, like I wanted. Just not, not uh, in order. No. Nah. Three in order now get no. um kez, uh what kez Watkins out of Southern miss mm-hmm. uh, I'm not sure I haven't watched uh you yeah, know, the these guys a
3: forty yard dash out of receivers,
1: okay,
2: yeah, these guys these guys, man, they're all blazers, okay, um they're good in kick return punt return situations, that's kind of sort of what they were looking for um in terms of these receivers, and you know how they're gonna utilize them on Sundays, yeah,
3: so I mean. <sighs> All right. Let's start out here. Let's start out with uh, Davion Taylor. Uh, this is a guy who I know the first two picks were questionable and they're to be determined, but I think this is the first pick. That, that they makes sense. Yes. That was done. Gosh. Ridiculous athlete. This guy is going to go sideline to sideline, um, and he's just the kind of outside linebacker we need. This guy is going to be able to you know, get off the edges and bring that uh, speed off the edges with the blitzes. Uh, we know how Jim Schwartz likes to use his players at a positionless type of scheme, uh, but this guy uh, just just reading his analysis, uh, birth, uh, burst burst and great athletic ability. Um, he has the ability to compete in man-to-man coverage if you need him to. Um, but again, they said he's going to be a good player in special teams, and then but but again, eventually by maybe year two, he'll be thrust into that starter role. And, again, I wouldn't be surprised if it's definitely your one either because we need guys at that linebacking position. And Colorado was a solid team last year. I will say that. They, they, were, they had that, uh, that one receiver too, uh, LaVisca Chenault, who ended up going in the draft. I think he went to the Jaguars. But uh, they had a good overall team last year. And this guy was a big part of it. Um, he's, he's not, he doesn't have the size um, that you want in, the, in a typical linebacker. But, listen, we didn't go for size this year. We went for strictly speed all over the place. Which See
2: is which is fine. Like you said, he I mean, he's a hell of a player. I'm not even going to, you know, discount that. Of course, y'all know, immediately when the pick was, you know, taken, y'all know I went straight to the tape. So, mm-hmm. I I love that Colorado defense and the way they flew around the ball, especially him. Um big credit to him. Like you said, he's not a big guy, but that's what you need in today's NFL with The way these offenses are built, they're trying to spread everybody out. So to be honest with you, a lot of these linebackers, these old school linebackers that used to be 6'3", 6'4", you know, 240 pounds, honestly, they're becoming dinosaurs now unless they're able to keep up with these young guys, you know, in the spread offense and the speed. So I like like this pick. The only thing I have a problem with this pick, um, in terms of his play, Because he's small, he's going to get eaten up in a run game. And I have seen that a couple times in a couple of clips where uh, an offensive line has just engulfed him and he just can't shut off that block. That's the one issue I have, as a matter of fact, with all of our linebackers. That's cool that you want to get undersized and you're more worried about coverage and you're relying on your defensive line to stop the run. That's fine. But then when that defensive line collapses and they can't do their job, it's up to the linebackers to make up for that. And if you don't have big enough linebackers, strong enough linebackers to be able to stand up and shed off these blocks, you got issues. You're gonna let news,
3: some big news, runs through. And I see your point, and I'm gonna. And you you just brought up what I was gonna say about the D line. I think that's what we're, the Eagles are banking on, drafting uh, or I shouldn't say, tr- um, signing Har- Hargrave, which is gonna be a, a good signing for us, and having that rotational set of d tackles. I think they're hoping. You know what? Let's just bust through these offensive linemen and get to that running back these they they all they really need to do is just get a hand on them you know i'm not in one-on-one situations you know if zeke gets through a hole and, and then he's going one-on-one with taylor uh, the linebacker we just drafted i mean that's a problem but again if if the, the d tackles can at least slow him down or make him make him make an extra cut you know towards the middle or to the outside gives our linebackers a little bit extra time to get there and then these guys are professional athletes so they'll wrap them up and that's one thing i will say about taylor He's a great tackler, and that's what we need. We don't need guys just flying around uh, with speed and then trying to smash somebody to the ground. We need guys that can wrap and tackle. That's that's how you how you win football games. We see a lot of people coming into this league and just smash them dudes. They just want that big highlight play. Uh, but, but to tackle guys and win games, we've seen that one with Ronald Darby. I mean, how many tackles does that guy miss? He's just trying to dive and get a hand on them or just burst them over and knock them out of bounds. Uh, we need guys that actually want to get out there and tackle yep i agree with you a thousand
2: percent one thousand percent that's my only issue with these small linebackers that i have is that they, they get enveloped too quickly in a run game
3: but i want to i do want to mention your boy here though you said this is probably our best pick of the draft kevon wallace safety out of, uh, i'll let you get the first bite on this one what, what do you like out of wallace <laughs> oh gosh so he is the Today's typical
2: safety linebacker hybrid player that everybody looks for and that everybody really wants in to counteract this spread offense. So if I were to have to if I were to make a pro comparison, which I hate to do, but if I were to have to describe his game and what he's going to bring to this team, he's basically what Malcolm Jenkins did. So he can play in the slot, he can play in the box, he's an in the box guy. Think of Cam Chancellor, like I said, a Malcolm Jenkins type of a player that's going to play in the box, is going to help with the run game. You can send him on blitz packages. You can send him in coverage, send him in cover three flat zones, those types of things. His instincts, I love it. He's, he's a tackling machine, and, of course, he comes out of that defensive factory from Clemson. I, I love this pick. I do. that. Yes, that is my opinion. That is the best pick of the draft.
3: Danny, you want to go next?
2: Turn your mic on. Yo, man.
1: Chill out, chill out. <laughs> uh, as you said, um, Max, the first two, first two picks were uh, random. But I think after the first two picks, the, uh, we slide right back into where we need to be in positions we need to be drafting. So I don't really have any complaints with that. But also, if if you guys are done commenting on mm-hmm. uh, specific players we, we drafted, we did get an addition at wide receiver. And I want to hear your guys' opinion on Goodwin, one hmm.
3: that's my response well, uh, we just uh,
1: traded what was it just six round picks just, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah it was yeah. the flip of the six rounders with San fran uh, i'm not a huge fan of the move uh i'm not gonna sit here and bash the, the idea of the because we definitely need a wide receivers and this guy is definitely a speed threat he had a breakout season in 2017 since then hasn't gotten the opportunity which is what I'm banking on here. I'm hoping because he hasn't gotten the opportunity uh, in San Fran over recent years that we can use him uh, to his, to his 2017 form, get him back there.
1: Now he, he did play four years with the bills and three with uh, San Fran, as you mentioned. And um, I'd like to bring up his career. He was targeted 280 times and caught the ball 140 of those times. Now, that's not to say that the ball was overthrown or he just dropped it, but that's um that's something to talk about. And as you mentioned, he's um he did have 7 touchdowns with the Niners, only 6 with the Bills. So, I think this guy can be a better player than he has been playing. Uh he's not a Pro Bowl player yet, but I think he can get there. Mm.
2: Yeah. At the age of 29 though. He is 29, mm. but
1: I I feel like he he's got a, you know, He's got a few more years in him. Oh yeah, he's yeah. got
2: a few more years in him. I think I think they're primarily gonna work him into the slot, you know, to kinda challenge Greg Ward Jr. there. All about speed. Oh he oh he's got the speed. That's not the argument. He's got the speed, it's his catchability. Which it which, you know, <laughs> really gotten the opportunity to, to show
3: that because his quarterback's always been terrible. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. That's true. I'll give you that one.
1: I mean the Bills The Bills had some rough guys uh, under center. Oh yeah. Yeah.
3: Now that with Wentz throwing him the balls down, that's what I'm saying. I think this is is this
1: is perfect for Goodwin. I think this, you know, he, I'm sure he'd rather be in San Francisco, um, trying to get back into the bowl. But I think this is the best for his career. Yeah, I agree.
2: I can agree with that statement. Um, I guess I just have the Nelson Aguilar just thing in my head where I'm just like. I'm just scared with some of these pricks, especially Rager. Like Rager, okay, Rager had a uh, had a, a freshman quarterback throwing him the football at TCU, so you know most of those balls were overthrown. He they were uncatchable, things of that nature. But I still seen him drop a couple of balls that he really should have caught, which is every receiver. But once again, it's just that I just got that Nelson Aguilar effect in the back of my head. I'm sorry, like. I I respect his game. I love his game. I love the pick, but I just think the Eagles overreached. And... I think
3: got not be a better player than Nelson Aguilar. I, I hope he do. Why you think that? I do see why you think that. I, I, uh, I'm just. I, I want to make this. I want to make this point about uh, Wallace here. Just just trying to go in order here of these picks. Um, for me, at least, uh, Kayvon Wallace. This guy's uh first of all from Clemson. Um, I'm I'm finally on the board here with picking players that are from great football teams in college. Uh, we never go. I would just, sometimes when I was younger, we just sit here and be like, all right, take somebody from Alabama. I mean, <laughs> take somebody from Alabama. They're all great. Um, this is a guy who was a captain on defense. Um, he looks like he has a good skill set, a good skill set all around. Maybe he doesn't have the speed, but I did want to ask you to uh, about about the nickel position here, yeah. uh, which is what Roby Coleman just was brought in to do. It almost looks like Wallace is kind of the same player. I hope he can kind of play more of the Malcolm Jan- or of the Jalen Mills position on this team rather than the Roby Coleman, though. So
1: not the, enough people are talking about Roby Coleman, by the way.
2: That right? is true, but he and, will. So go ahead, Tanner.
1: Well, he's you know the infamous play he had. Uh, against New Orleans. That's what he's known for. Mm. Not a lot of people were talking about the addition of him.
2: That is true. That is a very underrated move that you are right and not a lot of people are talking about. Roby Coleman is going to be mostly playing as the slot corner. I don't know if you guys remember this game, but there was a game last year when the Baltimore Ravens played the, well, Los Angeles Chargers. And how they stopped Lamar Jackson, or at least they confused him, they sent out primarily six to seven DBs. Like a defensive back was a middle linebacker, essentially, in this game. And that's this is the direction that the NFL is going to. They want these type of players now. These players that can be interchangeable. Especially now, honestly, and it's a shame that I got to say this, but with this spread offense, um, the linebacker role, especially the old-school thumper linebacker like your Jeremiah Trotters, they're becoming a thing of the past, unfortunately. So you need more speed on the outside. So a player like that, Player like Wallace, you're definitely going to need.
3: Uh, yeah, I was a big fan of the pick. Safety was a position that I thought we needed, and we were able to come through with a big time player from a big time team. Um, and I think he's going to make an immediate impact, not just on special teams, if that's where he's used, also, but in in that as a part of that defense in that secondary. I want to move on here to Jack Driscoll, um, one of the more underrated picks of the draft. All right, this is an offensive lineman here, uh, protected uh Nix on the right-hand side at Auburn. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this guy was one of the keys about him is he's able to play guard or tackle. And listen, we don't really have too many backups <gasps> behind, you know, Brooks and Samalu and, you know, Dill are now going to step in. Who knows where, where he's at. But I think this guy's a good pickup for Auburn. Played in the SEC. Uh, great talent throughout the entire conference. And I like guys that have to go up against big-time players. Guys that get Teams. And and guys that have to go up against uh, players from Georgia, for example, or from LSU, or Alabama. I mean, any when in doubt, you know, you just pick some pick some big time players from from the SEC that that they'll always uh, pan out more times than, than they won't. And I think this guy, Jack Driscoll, uh, started his career at University of Massachusetts, then was a two year starter at Auburn. Um, I think he's going to become maybe even depending on what Malu does, um, maybe even get in there uh, start a few games, uh, barring injury. As a matter of fact, um, it's funny that you mentioned that because that's pretty much um, what
2: the experts are saying and what they're thinking is that, you know, eventually when Jason Kelsey does retire, the move is to take Siamalo and move him to the center position and have Jeff Driscoll play that left guard position. He'd be a big ass guard. I tell you that much right now. Um, I love I love the pick. Yes. Like you said, it's a very underrated pick. Very good hands. Um, kind of needs to work on his footwork a little bit, especially in the passing game. But definitely a role grader on the inside, and I think he has more guard feet than he does tackle feet.
3: Yeah, no, I agree. I think, uh, I think with the addition of Dillard and Pete, or uh, excuse me, uh, Johnson still on the edges for hopefully years to come. Uh, this Drizzle guy underrated. I really do think a lot of people look at the line and they say, okay, just a depth guy. No, I think Mm-mm. this guy is is going to be a legit player for us, and I like having these these tackles. Uh, and guards, especially the combo players, because that was another need where I was looking at. Um, I know our our offensive line, the five stars, are probably locked in for next season, but it's always good to have legit talent um, to back them up, not just extra bodies. We want legit talent behind them. Um, And and then this guy, John Hightower, round five, uh, out of Boise State. Another receiver. Another another flame flame guy on the outside. A lot of speed. Uh, I think this guy, again, Boise State, a school out west, Probably uh, we don't watch a lot of Boise State football, but um, just watching his a few highlights of his and and seeing his size the one thing that stood out for me his athletic ability. Yeah, he's got speed, but we need especially if what if Whiteside's not going to pan out for us, we need a, a go up and go getter. You know, we need somebody to right. go up for those balls, especially in the red zone. All right, I think a guy with a combination of size and speed could help us out uh, down inside the fifteen yard mark. Uh, and again, like I mentioned about Whiteside, if he doesn't work out. That's what Whiteside was basically brought in here to do. I catch those 50-50 end zone targets so far. Only one season. But again, uh didn't work out in, in year one. Uh, and we don't have much confidence in him panning out in year two either. So hopefully this guy hightower again, a fifth-round pick. So uh there's a reason why he, he's a fifth-round pick. But again, I think uh the size and the speed combination there is, is really good. Um I definitely agree with that.
2: Six two, I believe, one ninety um another speedster like i said before out of boise state um one of those guys are going to be the kick returner and like you said they didn't draft all these receivers just to have them you know play special teams or be the kick or punt return nah yeah. they want these guys to contribute especially after the jj thiga white side um he's still an unknown because uh, we only seen him for his rookie year hopefully he improves i hope and pray that he improves, because otherwise, that's another notch on Howie Roseman's record that is just that's just unnecessary and doesn't need to be there. Unfortunately, but I like I like the fact that they're going with burners, and he's a tall burner. He's not he's not a short burner like Jalen 5'10", five ten, five eleven. He's six foot two, so he got some size. Like, you know he he has the ability to go up there. So you know we'll see how this works out.
1: What happened? Still, but um, are you back over
3: there?
2: Yeah, we're back. I don't know what the heck happened. <laughs> well, about that? On, uh, uh, all I did,
3: all I really said was I think we got like six guys that could possibly contribute to this team. Usually, most seasons, a lot of people only expect two to three. Um, but this year, I think we have like six or seven guys that you know, and not not saying it off the bat, but down the road could possibly contribute.
1: In reality, you know. Uh, Hightower and Watkins are going to be battling for a roster spot. Um, that's, I think that's pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. But um, I think we got, we did On get a, uh, we did get uh, options.
3: Sean Bradley from Temple inside linebacker, which was another position we needed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had our outside linebacker in Taylor at that point. And we ended up getting Sean Bradley inside linebacker out of Temple. Um, so T Tanner, you guys as big temple guys. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to be, I'm not saying he's going to come in and step in a day one and be like the inside linebacker starter. But Mm -mm. I mean, who knows? It's a possibility, uh, especially because of how weak our linebacking core is.
2: Oh yeah. It's definitely a possibility. Um, Now he has the prototypical size of a middle linebacker. I remember watching a couple of games at temple and you know, he was, he was really the leader of that defense your um, starter. starter temple yes so you know he and he wore the number five so as most people know single digits at temple means that you are a leader so the the team looks to you yeah. so obviously he has some game he's a good tackler um like with most linebackers unfortunately at the college level he gets eaten up with he, he gets eaten up in the run game and at times his pass. It's times his passing game is questionable, but I think those are things that you can work on, but I think you can be an immediate uh, contributor on special teams.
0: Hey, oh, guys, yeah. uh, I got an update. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eagles are signing Western Michigan center Luke G- uh, Jariga.
2: Okay. okay. I have to watch some All tape right. on him.
0: No, I don't know nothing about him. Okay. I
2: mean,
3: so, so, but th- three minutes ago. So now the
2: undrafted free agents signings are starting to come in. <laughs>
3: Well, uh, that that's going to bring me to my next guy in this draft, which I think, uh, out of all these players, this guy's probably our fastest one, uh, Quez Watkins. I think this guy could be a punt returner specialist, a kick return specialist. Uh, this guy has speed that, once he gets going, no one is going to come in and stop him. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that just how just how fast he is. So he has that breakaway speed that uh, is rare, and to get him in the sixth round, I thought it was at, let me get this. Stop.
2: Go on it, it, Max. Uh, updates. Yes. <laughs> Dog, go on it, Max. We are going live and you can't even control your own phone? Come on, man. You dumbass. What's going on d- back here, man?
3: Do we know it's oh, hard. Jeez. At uh, this point here, Quez Williams, I think he's going to be a big-time player on this team as a six-round pick. Yes. You heard it here first. Quez Williams will be a producer on this team uh, just because that's of his speed. Just,
2: just making sure I got re- everything recording when he said that. Cool.
3: All right. Cool. Quez
1: Williams. Williams. So make sure you, make sure you record that. Him saying yeah, both yeah. things. Yes, it. I do. I got um, it. so we got uh we got what is that two other guys to talk about. Do you guys have any comments on Prince and our last pick as well?
2: Prince was supposed to be a fourth, fifth round pick. Um that's pretty much going to be your backup tackle. Like I said, he was supposed to be a fourth, or fifth round pick, but he slid all the way to the what, what was it drafted in the sixth round, if I'm not yep. mistaken. Yep. So, two hundred and tenth overall. Yep. So, you know that was definitely a surprise pick. Um, he has the potential to possibly at least push. At least I'm saying this right now. He has the potential to push Andre Dillard. I will say that he has that much potential. The ceiling for him is high. He's got to work on his feet a little bit, but you know got he both
3: tackles at Auburn. Yep, got both tackles.
2: Yep, so, you know, the potential is definitely there and the edge rusher out of Stanford.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, with him, it's <laughs> uh, he he's raw. He's going to need to put a lot of weight to be on.
3: Be a player or is this kind of maybe somebody you you won't see in the uniform? I don't think I hate to say that. I
2: hate to say that. I hate to um put that kind of negativity out there, but it's He could possibly be a contributor if he's willing to work hard and he's willing to, you know, grow his pass rush moves and evolve them. But Mm -hmm. if he fails to do that, um, unfortunately, his ceiling is just a uh, just a special teamer at this point because he really doesn't have the speed to get around the edge. And like I said, his moves are raw. He's very raw. So he's definitely going to need some work. But that's the time that you want to kind of take your projects where you can kind of see, you know, their potential.
3: Yeah, I, I agree. I think he got he's got to work on his hands, um, and, and he's not going to be able to bully people right over. You know, he's not mm-hmm. going to get around those uh, tackles uh, like a, as a speed threat off the edge. So he's got to work on his techniques and uh, beat people with his moves, kind of open up his arsenal a little bit. So uh, that that wraps up the, the the picks for for the birds. I think I still, got a, few, still got a few still got a
1: few comments on the What's other. Up? Good uh, on, uh, you know, on other teams, not the birds. No,
3: mm-hmm. no, no, no. I was, no, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't yeah. rapping out there, but I did, I did think they filled a bunch of needs that that we all needed, especially the linebacker position. I would have liked to see Douglas get traded or Alshon get traded, but I think, uh, I think we didn't really didn't need a corner because we have because that guy doesn't yeah. know what the hell he's doing. Not that we have talent, besides Slay, but we we, we do have depth, and uh, I would have liked to seen. Uh, you know, maybe an edge rusher uh, up a little bit higher in the draft. I but agree. Most, I, I would maybe even another running back. I know we have two on the roster. I would be able to see a third get in there for more competition. Uh, but again, for the most part, I think I it, it think and the the draft may have not started out the way we thought it would, but but oh, definitely God, no. at the, the right. end uh, we got positions we needed. Uh, go ahead, Tanner. What do you? What are other things where the draft stood out?
1: Well, for one thing, I just want to mention because we're dealing with our drama with who we drafted in the second round. Um, but, uh, we're the a team that's dealing with the same kind of problem is the Packers because, uh, the Packers draft Jordan love twenty sixth overall that was a with, shocker. and Aaron Rodgers who, who has, you know, now he has a lot more to prove, but does, I, I didn't think that made a lot of sense, but what does that say for coaching and how they really feel about Aaron Rodgers? Because in 2005, um, The Packers had a quarterback in Brett Favre, who's 35 years old, and they drafted none other than Aaron Rodgers, 24th overall. And the Mm -hmm. same thing happens. History repeats itself um, in this draft this year with Jordan Love being drafted to a 36-year-old Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. It yeah that
2: that definitely kind of raised my eyebrow Thursday night. I was like, man, I want to see Aaron Rodgers' reaction. Like, and I really want to see. He has take
1: it. Nothing left in the tank. I think Aaron Rodgers still has uh, another productive year left I'm, in him. I'm not gonna say he doesn't,
2: but I think that pick was for you know future. I think they there are they are preparing
3: for the departure of Aaron Rodgers. Anybody know off the top of their head how many that Rodgers sat behind Firth. Did he go just one year or two years? No, it was about four.
2: It was about four or five years. Three
3: or four? Oh, was it
2: five? Yeah, he oh, sat. He, yeah, he sat behind know. him for a, for a little bit, for a nice little bit of time. And I, I can remember the stories hearing, you know, when they interviewed Brett Favre, and you know, Aaron Rodgers would try to get some advice from him. Aaron Brett Favre. Would look at him like, man, I'm, I'm not, I'm not telling you anything. You're not gonna take my job. Screw you. <laughs> like so.
1: Going Aaron be... Rodgers was actually more of a sideline uh, show showing off his arm strength. When Brett Favre was starting quarterback, Aaron Rodgers was throwing balls to fans at yep. far distances and showing off his arm.
2: What's funny is Brett Favre did that, too, in the beginning of his career, if you
3: look it up. So yeah, that's we'll, it's we'll funny we'll how pick. things come full circle.
1: We'll see about Jordan Love. That's
3: one guy who's uh, you know not mentioned. I know Hurts was more of a popular pick. Uh, as far as from a quarterback standpoint, and uh, top three obviously, but Love is a guy we didn't hear much of at Utah State. No, no. So
1: I want to I want to correct ourselves before we go any farther. Aaron Rodgers sat behind Brett Favre for three seasons. Okay, and started in two
2: thousand eight. Okay, I know I know he sat behind him for for a, a nice little while, but it I was did... at least
1: two seasons. Yeah, but okay. yeah, three for sure.
2: I mean, fellas, we'll see how these how these draft picks pan out. Um i just have a headache from the Jalen hurts pick i still do because i'm still trying to wrap my head around it and you've got another week me. to think
3: about it too hopefully uh, opinions change in a week it'll settle in a little bit longer
1: how about the um how about the redskins giving up uh Trent williams they initially said they wanted a second rounder for him but they give up um this year's fifth round and next year's third round pick mm-hmm. to th- uh the Niners get him from mm-hmm. the redskins that's obviously a nice pick because up. they have it was coincidental because joe staley uh is retiring right and so that that helps them out a lot and they only give up in my opinion they they don't give up a lot for trent williams no they don't 31 years williams,
3: old i guess just one washington wasn't trying to deal with the headache anymore of trent williams he has passed his prime now on the uh he's past 30 years old i think 31 32 years old and he wanted he's out gone. badly very
1: still a very productive player and, and he, are uh, making moves they, are. they
3: got, uh, yeah, probably not the highest draft compensation you, you could have gotten. But at that point, I guess Washington was really just trying to get rid of them.
1: Yeah. Um, and the Niners give up Breda to the Dolphins and they give us Goodwin. So they're they're definitely making moves trying to improve their team as a whole and yeah, get right back where they were and farther than they were last season.
3: Yeah. No, definitely agree. Uh, they had three good running backs last year. Um, and, and when you have, uh, that many talented backs. It's a good problem to have, but at the same time, uh, it's a place where they can afford to lose one of them and gain something back, you know, another asset that can benefit them for the future. And I think Breida and Howard, that combination down there in Miami, it's going to be, it's going to be a nice backfield down there.
1: And can I, before we end the show, cause I know we have to cut off some from the beginning anyway, and we have some extra time, <laughs> but I want to bring up some Patriots talk. Um, I know, our favorite team, the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. But I believe they didn't draft a quarterback. I, I think you guys confirmed that. Um, does this say that they're kind of letting, what is it, Jared Stidham take over? Or personally, I think that this means that they're going to get uh, a vet quarterback. And I'm not talking Brian Hoyer. He's not going to get the job done. Mm-hmm. I'm talking maybe the ones that are still out there, Jameis Winston, Cam Newton.
2: It's definitely a possibility because I know they
1: tank Jared Mm. Stidham, allow Jared Stidham to tank, tank the team for Trevor Lawrence. Go ahead and get Trevor Lawrence. (sighs) I hope I don't
3: think Bill Belichick will let that happen.
1: Yeah. I don't think the Patriots are a team to tank. Nah, but it's, you know, it it brings up some, um, some discussion with what this (laughs) team is going to do. I don't
3: think Stidham, but again, I didn't think Stidham was going to take this job over. But I will say this, uh, I'm very, very surprised that they didn't take a quarterback. I agree. In some round, in some way, shape, form, form or fashion. Even from or somebody like that. Right. Uh, but again, the more I think about this, Stidham maybe does have the, the job for this upcoming season. Who knows? Mm. They didn't sound
1: too confident in the way he was practicing uh, last season mm. and all that stuff. But as you mentioned, uh, Jake from he slid uh, – and he went to the Bills, but the Bills only got him because he was still there.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't even think he was going to slide that far, unfortunately. But this is definitely a topic we're going to have to talk about next week, fellas.
1: Yeah. And watch That's out really, for the Dolphins.
2: Really, really. Yes. They had a pretty good draft pick. Draft picks. All right, y'all. You guys right, missed any of this you. episode? You can always go to philly Experience. simplecast.com Available on all major platforms. As a matter of fact, you're watching it right now on youtube as a matter of fact and if you don't have the time to necessarily watch us or you can't stand to see any of our ugly faces you can always go to the go to any download platform and we are there
1: hey our faces were made for radio too
2: i agree i agree you get no argument from me on that one all right fellas next week
3: time next week what we got next week you want to go thursday
2: yeah you know yeah let's go thursday anybody got a problem with that
1: Cool. Ready to talk sports, whatever. It's all going right. All right, everybody. Take care. See
0: you, boys. Nobody cares about hockey, Max. Before I lose my freaking mind, we better figure this
3: out. He needs to learn how to wrap that thing up.
2: Don't go on it, Max. I'm sick and tired of you derailing this show.